It's okay to lose to opponent. Must not lose to fear. Mr. Miyagi. Welcome back to another episode of Flashback Friday. We are going to go back in time once again to revisit a classic movie of the past, retrieve some sort of life lesson from its characters, major plot lines, or scenes. This here is the time machine built out of a podcast where we don't need any roads. For those listening who are my clients or for those who, you know, know me pretty well, most likely knew that this day was coming, that this episode was coming. It was only a matter of when. It was inevitable that the coordinates of this imaginary podcast time machine would be set to June 22nd, 1984, in one of my all-time favorite films, The Karate Kid. Right? Well... Not exactly. Although the original film is one of my favorite movies of all time, today's lesson is actually not from the original film, so we are jumping back into the time machine this week to show a little love to June 30th, 1989, and the release of The Karate Kid Part 3. Yep, the ugly duckling of the Karate Kid series. Karate Kid 3 sees the return of Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, and Martin Cove as the badass bad guy we all love to hate, Kreese. And Karate Kid 3 was written by Robert Mark Kamen and directed by John G. Avildsen. In my heart of hearts, there are only three Karate Kid films. I know technically there's five. If you choose to count the Hilary Swank one-off, The Next Karate Kid or the horrendous remake starring Jackie Chan. But it's these first three Macho and Merida-driven films that have the best nuggets of wisdom and lessons to learn. But before we get to the diabolically cheesy part three, I'm still going to throw a little love to the original I grew up loving so much. You see, when I was growing up, The Karate Kid was a movie that really spoke to me, and it really helped me get through some really difficult times. Because I was this scrawny, weak, bucko to soaking wet with a brick in my hand, all skin and bones. And I really related heavily to the lead character of Daniel LaRusso because I was bullied on and off for much of my youth. In elementary school, I was shorter than all the girls. And even the idea of any fight after school completely terrified me. And during some of my worst experiences being bullied, I would come home every day after school and watch the Karate Kid. I would rewind and replay the tournament montage over and over. And the song You're the Best Around became my anthem of hope. My anthem of hope that one day I could gain the courage to crane kick my lack of confidence to the curb. And for those of you somehow who are unfamiliar with the story of the Karate Kid, it's basically about this New Jersey native, Daniel Russo, who moves to California with his mom only to flirt with the wrong girl and wind up getting bullied by her ex-boyfriend, Johnny Lawrence, who is the leader of the gang of karate bad boys, the Cobra Kai. Along the way, Daniel meets the wise old Japanese handyman, Mr. Miyagi, who teaches him karate in six weeks. 
Yes, it's only six weeks. Six weeks, and he defeats the lead Cobra Kai bad boy Johnny Lawrence. How do I know it's only six weeks? Well, the last beating he gets is at the Halloween or just running from the Halloween dance. We assume, obviously, it's around Halloween since it's a Halloween dance. And the tournament is December 18th. So basically, in six weeks, Mr. Miyagi turns Daniel LaRusso's life around. And Mr. Miyagi is the mentor we would all love to have. He just has all the best little lines of wisdom. And I just love lines like in the first movie, first learn Stan, then learn fly. Nature rule, Daniel-san, not mine. To one of my favorites from part two, where the we find the, or, or where Daniel and Miyagi travel to Okinawa, and that's where Daniel fights to the death with Chosen, whose honor has been insulted one too many times. One of my favorite lines in that is, at the beginning of the film, Mr. Miyagi says, when you feel life is out of focus, always return to the basic of life. Breathing. No breath, no life. Truly, Mr. Miyagi is the heart of these films, and together with Machio, there is an undeniable chemistry and charm that can never be replicated. So, back to part three. This is the one with the cheesy, slick-backed hair into a ponytail villain, Terry Silver. One of the worst and best performances of the series. I mean, it's so over the top, yet somehow it's hard not to love. It's like he was borrowed from a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, and now he's in the wrong movie sometimes, but man, when he hits it right, it's pure gold. And sure, this is the weakest of the original trilogy, but it's also a great guilty pleasure, and it's sometimes even hard to believe it's the same director that did the first film. This is the one also that has Daniel whining and complaining throughout most of the film, but it's also the film where Daniel turns to the dark side of the dojo. Daniel's turn to becoming a Cobra Kai is the result of a diabolical revenge plot, a plot orchestrated by Kreese, the former sensei who Miyagi and Daniel defeated in the first film was his dojo, remember? Johnny Lawrence was his student. So Kreese and his war buddy, Terry Silver, the earlier mentioned uh, over-the-top villain, they've devised this plot to take back the All-Valley Tournament title and dethrone the current champion. And as I said, it's a cheesy ride that finds Daniel under pressure to defend his title at the All-Valley Tournament. And of course, Miyagi refuses to train him. And we know eventually Miyagi's going to come around, right? I mean, he will, of course. And so we're engaged anyways. And his refusal to train Daniel leads Daniel to his introduction of Terry Silver. And Silver's sole purpose is to lie and deceive Daniel into thinking he's a good guy punish him through painful training techniques while getting revenge for his friend, Crease. Also, meanwhile, Terry has also employed the services of Karate's bad boy, or Johnny Lawrence 2.0, Mike Barnes, to destroy Daniel in the tournament. And yeah, sometimes I think, like, how is Daniel even intimidated anymore after defeating someone in a fight-to-the-death situation, like in the Karate Kid 2? I mean, it makes little sense, but you know what? Again, this movie just asks us to go with it, so... Let's go with it. And anyways, without going into unnecessary plot details involving a broken bonsai tree and a bonsai shop and a very pointless love interest that goes absolutely nowhere, I'm going to skip right to the moment of truth. 
In the film's final moments, a petrified Daniel is getting his ass kicked, handed to him by Mike Barnes. He's down on the mat with the karate bad boy talking shit about Miyagi. And it's here that the film offers us its greatest lesson. Miyagi rushes to Daniel, drops down to the mat, and speaks to his student. Mr. Miyagi, it's over. It's over. Forget about it. No, no. I'm afraid. Let's just get out of here. I just want to go home. No, get up. Get up. Must not. It's okay to lose to opponent. Must not lose to fear. Yeah, well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of him, all right? What do you want me to do? You stay focused. Daniel-san, you best karate still inside you. Now time let out. We have all faced moments of fear. And how we deal with that fear can shape the person we are meant to grow into. And the truth is, fear is all around us. And even this ongoing pandemic has elevated that fear to even greater heights. It's caused many of our fears to bubble up to the surface. And this is a wake-up call to step into our strongest, most fearless self. It's Mr. Miyagi telling us to realize our best is still inside. And we love these films like Rocky and The Karate Kid because they tap into something primal. We love to see these characters discover their inner courage to overcome the fear that is keeping them from finding true balance. And they teach us to face our own deepest, darkest fears in order to defeat our greatest opponent. You are your greatest opponent. The only thing stopping you is you. In this film, Daniel is losing to his fears, and he makes the choice to get up, focus, ground himself through the art of kata, and deliver the victorious blow over Mike Barnes. Fear is what drives much of how we respond and react to other people and situations. Fear can divide us not only from others, but from our best self. And you know what? Life can be downright scary sometimes. I mean, when we stop to really think about being a tiny, insignificant speck on this huge planet with our own expiry date, it's kind of scary. There are times often in the middle of the night when I can't sleep and I'm lying there awake. I have this thought and I have this fear of one day I won't be here. I won't exist on this planet. I won't be able to hug surround myself, be around all the people that I care about most in this world. And my ego gets so terrified by the notion that Scott Harris will be no more. But it's there inside that fear that I am able to challenge myself to live as fully as I possibly can, to appreciate life on a completely new level, to take more chances, to to start this podcast, to share my personal experiences with you. Fear reminds us that we are alive, that there is something real at stake. We're all here having this amazingly bizarre experience, doing honestly the best that we can with whatever is thrown at us. And that's why human connection with others is the most important thing we have. Don't ever forget. I mean, there are people who have faced the same fears you have now. There are people who understand the challenges and struggles of exactly what you are going through. Life is too short to live in fear and bullshit. You've probably heard the saying, 
do one thing a day that scares you. And this is simply a call to action to wake up each morning and search for a deeper meaning to your life by challenging your status quo. Because you know what? Sometimes in life, we're going to lose. We lose. We lose a job. We lose all our money. We lose a relationship. We lose a loved one. But how you deal with the fear and pick yourself up off the mat will define the next stage of your life. Because I guarantee your best is still inside you. And it's time to let it out. Life is too short to remain in fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of what people might think or say. The next time you face fear, get up, off the mat, breathe, center yourself, focus, and then push right through that fear. Crane kick that fear to accomplish anything you desire in this life. And remember, fear does not exist in your dojo, does it? <laughs>